playing a shitload of Spider-Mans. That good, huh? It really, like, okay, so, is a lot of the beats obvious? Yes. The moment you meet the very kind, awesome guy that works with his aunt, you know he's going to be a villain. But that's not the point. And you know, like, because the whole time you're Let working guess with- the Vulture? Oh, no, it's, oh. he's negative, man. Oh. Which I never really read any of the comics with him in it, so I have no idea about. Yeah, me either. So it's nice. Uh, all right. So and it's not like they. There's a couple weird things with the story because when it makes that reveal, there's a there's a bomb at a at one of Osborne's mayoral mayoral, mayoral? rallies. Thank you. You had it right the first time. You said I know. Mayoral. But um, <laughs> mayoral at, at one of his uh, rallies. And it actually shows, like, it just uh, pans by and shows a bunch of people. And then you see him just standing there. I love that. It doesn't focus on him. It's just one of the people that it shows that are, you know, doing the bombing Attending. thing. That one of the one of the suspicious dudes. And then after a quick scene, everybody's talking about how uh, we're now looking for Martin Lee. We're now looking for the guy. It's like, but how? That's when, I don't know if I wasn't paying attention to the story or if it just... It was a hole that never that they never flat out put that in the storage. Like how how why did they know? Did he did what happened? Everybody's like, oh, we are looking for Martin Lee. Like how 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 when what? But uh, there's things like, of course, you know, Doc Ock is is who you're working with. Basically, he's doing a grant for prosthetics, so you know it's you know it's going to happen. But I like this iteration because it is. It is perfectly encapsulating why. All right, so you always know uh, uh, Doc Doc hates Spider Man because he sees Spider Man as the bullies that he knew growing up. Because he kind of is. And Dr. Octavius hates Peter Parker because he sees him as his better. Right. But it's not that Peter's better, it's just he can take it the last, he can take the ball the last yard. Because the first thing you do in the game, like when you uh, go to. You're late to your job with uh, Dr. Octavius. They're doing something for the grant pro- their grant uh, proposal to show that they're going along their way. He starts without you, and the servers crash, and it starts a fire. All because he didn't, know, he didn't stop to check one thing. Because he is obsessed. He, he is, he's obsessed. He knows it's going to work. So he overlooks everything. He overlooks every tiny little thing because he's so focused on that. Because Dr. Octavius needs a partner. He has to have one because his personality is he gets so wrapped up in the fact that it will work. He stops to make sh- he does not stop to make sure the math is right on it. Or that the minutiae is taken. Yeah, care and the of. thing about uh Spider-Man is every one of his gadgets in this game, he doesn't invent. The only thing he ever invented was his web shooters, which is what I hate about every iteration after that. It was his dad was a scientist and he started working on it. Like, no, the the organic ones were great. Go with that. But I love the fact that it's just something he that's the only thing he invented. But I thought in the comics they were organic. No, 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 okay. no, no, no. It started out with his his little, you know, his little. I know. His little but dad. I still, no, for whatever reason. No. I was Eventually it, was it became organic. Uh, go listen to the last episode Nicole was on. And we'll yeah, we talked about that. Uh, the totem arc and all that, you know, he gave birth to himself. It was fucking weird. But, um, but I, uh, and all everything else, he takes something from the villain and repurposes it. He you is mean Octavius. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Spider-Man. Every one of his gadgets is something that he's ripped off from the villains. So the thing, the fact is he's, he is very smart, but he's not, a innovator. He's not a creator. He is a genius at helping. Right. At finalizing. He can get it through the last he can see where it's going and fixes it and make sure it goes where it has to go. But he's not a creative mind like Octavius is. So those two together work amazingly well. But you can easily see what's gonna happen because oh my god, the voice work is so good. Right. The animation is so the only issue I have with the animation is for some reason MJ's teeth are always just <laughs> <laughs> anytime she smiles, it's all top teeth, man. Oh, but Laura Bailey does an amazing job as her. You're uh fucking I almost said Yuri Geller. 
Yuri Lowenthal is phenomenal as Peter Parker. It's uh and yeah, it's because you you easily, you're starting to see uh Doc Ock's frustration and anger and how it can easily get placed of with the last thing that I just did, I he decided to upgrade the arm to make it better instead of what it was before. This right. so it's starting the, the thing of his prosthetic legs. I mean, heck, even his powers, think about that. He is obsessed with doing everything himself, so much so, his main invention was a way for him to do the work of four other people because he wanted to do it all himself. He wanted all the glory. And that sort of comes through because he fucked something up, so of course Peter fixed it, so he had Peter test the thing, and it worked perfectly. Right. So you can easily see, yeah, this is going to lead to him being just pissed. If you knew nothing about Spider-Man, you would know this is going to lead to a villain. Really good. And oh, Norman Osborn is so beautifully horrible because I have looked up nothing about the game. So I don't know if Green Goblin's in it. They've alluded, like, from the way I... Oh, and Harry's amazing. All he is is a uh, a recording. Uh, sorry, we're having another pizza party, y'all. Um, oh, yeah, hello and welcome to another episode of Brother Squirrel Electric. That's Bob. Okay, there, done. Let's get back. Um, <laughs> And uh, one of the mission, one of the repeat, the the you know the scattered collectible kind of thingies, is doing these research stations that Harry's mom started and he maintains, and he wants you to help him out so his dad doesn't shut him down. The best iteration of Harry fucking Osborne I've ever seen, about a kid who just, just, it's not even about his dad's approval because that was the problem with like back in the day. It's. He doesn't want the things his mom loved to be shut down because his dad's a dick. I, and I'm, the two characters never spoke. It's just text messages that he basically leaves you. He leaves you fucking voicemails, okay? <laughs> and I fucking love the character just from that because it's showing a different iteration that the team of an insom- the writers at Insomniac built this world good. So damn good. Holy shit, I am having so much fun with it. So much so, I haven't played a lick of Warframe, aside from today, because uh, uh, there's a dude who only shows up on Friday and Saturday to sell high be- high end shit. So I've been playing this morning so I could get some high end. So kind of like Zer and yes, Destiny. yes. But to uh, buy his stuff, <coughs> you have to do a specific kind of type of mission that has this thing that gives you a random choice of item, which is how you're supposed to get the prime. The, the high-end gear shit. Well, the pretty. The pretties. It's how you get all the pretties. So, I've been playing the shit out of that because he has a lot of shit I want. No wow. Even though 8.1 dropped this week. Speaking of, have you been able to play any wow? <clears throat> all right. I'm glad you asked me that question, Bob. I know you don't like it whenever I grab the microphone. No, but it was like right into it was the problem. <laughs> all right. So, I played the new warfront first thing tuesday you know because i left work early so i could play mm-hmm. <clears throat> played the warfront front was done in like 20 to 30 minutes right got the achievement saying that the warfront was complete yeah the mission didn't complete it still shows that um it like so there's two different things and one of them says horde beaten back at the battle yeah. of dark shore that's not updated. So I can't turn in the fucking quest, Ugh. even though I have the achievement. Now, what makes this worse? I'm not the only one. Like, I, of course, Googled it, and there's already a thread on the forums of people saying, yeah, same shit's happened to me. And people saying how they've tried it on three different alts, and the exact same thing is happening. Mm. Oh, bad. Oh, oh, that kind of bug. Oh. That's and that's fun. that's that's really why I have I've I've just been kind of pissed. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me, dude? And so that's why I haven't. That's why I've been sitting there playing like a shitload of Civ Five instead. And I just finished my second game of Civ Five. I was playing as Washington this time, but I did manage to eradicate fucking Indonesia and Babylon. <laughs> From the game. So it was basically just me, Austria. No, I eradicated the Netherlands too. So it was me, Austria, and Polynesia. 
I, I was the first one to, to get bombs. And so whenever I started my war with Babylon, one of the city states that uh, declared war with, I fucking hit it with a nuke. And of course, as soon as you hit something with a nuke, everybody, all the other leaders, their status go, even if they're friendly, it goes to afraid. Well, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I had a pretty you good. You fucking nuke a goddamn Bronze Age civilization. Yeah, so I, uh, um, and that was the only nuke I used. I had something like five nukes sitting in different places just waiting to be used if somebody pissed me off enough, especially one of the ones that are supposed to be my allies, like Austria, like Austria were my peoples, like through the entire thing. But I'm sorry, it's Austria. You, you don't know what's going to happen. But here's the, here's the rub, though. Whenever you're in a Prussian war, bastard. right? You have three different options. Whenever it comes to a, a, whenever you take a civilization city, there's three options, right? There's annex the city to where it becomes part of your civilization. You can have it as a puppet state, or you can raise it to the ground, right? So did you salt the earth? With no, every, okay. no. I fucking annexed every single city, dude. I'm like, no, because I want this shit. And because somebody you would end up the fuck out of everything. <laughs> pretty much because everybody would, because there would be settlers. Other civilizations would take settlers and try to take that area over anyway. And then they get access to those resources. I'm like, why the fuck would I do that? I'll just claim it as my own. So yeah, I went all fucking sorts of like Genghis Khan and shit. But anyway, um, Jake is Khan, <laughs> but George is um, Khan actually. Cause like you were, it. yeah. Yeah. Like um, bitches, here comes the general <laughs> dude. Like that map, there was so much blue from my areas by the time that game ended. Yeah, it was, it was, it was kind of sad, but it was it worked out okay with Alexander cuz I wiped out whatever civilization it was in that game. And then in this one like the military shit like hit certain beats and I just I had the largest army in the game by quite a bit. <laughs> I was number 1 in all categories like GDP and Jesus. area and army size and culture. Cuz you're another- running a fascist state. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's the thing, though. Even with... So, there was myself and four other civilizations, right? Two of those four, I already had influence culturally. And so, all I needed was to influence those other two, and I would have won. I would have had a cultural victory in the game. But I wiped out those two. So... Because you had nukes. But that's the thing. I, I only used one nuke. The moment, the moment a young boy finds his penis, he will play with it. <laughs> the moment a country has a nuke, they will use it. Yep. And I like to put, um, I like to put spies like in my capital city, because then if one of the other civilizations try stealing shit, it'll say, "Oh, your spy killed a spy from this one who, this civilization who is trying to steal technology from you." And then I go and confront them about it, and they're like, "Oh." I guess you're here about that spy situation. I'm sorry that that happened. I'm like, dude, if I would have had nukes at that point, I totally would have. If I would have known that I was up against the last turn, I would have fucking just nuked everybody just for shits and giggle. But yeah, dude. Uh, You would have strange love, just strange love end. (laughs) But I did. I, I played a shitload of Civ, dude. Yeah, it's nice. Play. It's nice when you just do something you haven't done in eight. Like honestly, I, and it's granted, true, I haven't played any of them in so long, and I still haven't played Civ Six. I think I might try that one today, later on. But yeah, like I haven't played an open world game I liked in ever. I get bored with them. I'm kind of hoping, and I'm loving Spider Man. <laughs> kind of hoping I get RDR two. Um. For Christmas, if I do, I I know I'll enjoy it because by all accounts, it's a damn good game, yeah, just like the first a, one. It's just, but there's just so, so much, much it, time consuming. Exactly, and, and that kind of makes me. That's the reason I got Spider Man and not that. That's that's the only thing I'm worried about is how much time it's going to take to play it. But unlike Fallout, at least it, you know Red Dead isn't going to be a buggy mess. And, yeah, well, it's also, but it's gonna it's 
it's a take two game, so it's gonna be just horribly microtransacted in a slog because especially possibly if you want to do the online thing, because the online setup is actually worse than GTA fours. Because apparently to get enough money to buy a gun, or I'm sorry, uh, the gold bar thing, which with, with which it can take a hundred gold bars to get a thing. For realism, even though a gold bar weighs about, what, 5, 10 pounds? So realism, I got to carry around 500 pounds. What the fuck? Yeah, they're like, okay, it'll take this long for you to get enough that'll equal a gold because that's what it was like back then. It's like, no, it was. Just shut up. But I... Especially if you're trying to play a realism angle. You have to play for about eight hours to get one bar. Because they want you to pay for it. Whereas, let's bring it back to my beautiful Warframe. <laughs> Do you know what you use the premium currency for in that game? What? Gear slots and dies. Color palettes. Because the end game of Warframe is fashion frame. Make your girlies pretty. All right. Being beautiful, whirling dervishes of death, and fuck you. All right, that's the point of Warframe, and it is well. <laughs> so yeah, it's great that that's. I, I should just check out Warframe sometime. And just you really give it a shot. should. You really should. Sorry, I didn't mean to play footsie with you there. I'm more annoyed with the. <clears throat> <laughs> but hey, it's par for the course now. <laughs> As you can tell, dear viewers, we have nothing on deck today. That's right. Almost a solid month of having plans. Today, you are fucked. (laughs) Are they, though? Yeah. Yeah, they are. Because now that I talked about my gaming thing, I'm tapped. I I am nothing now, Jake. Yeah. I am open and bare. (laughs) All right. So, Bob, yesterday. Okay. <clears throat> Damn it. Cough to the right. Cough to the left. <laughs> uh, Jake, I, I make sure this goes out in mono, so your whole around the world cough thing, it did nothing. <laughs> um, so we had a offsite team builder thing yesterday. Okay. Uh, trust falls and shit. No, actually, it's just more like an opportunity for us to be able to get out of the building and just kind of do stuff as a team, right? So. Team, 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 team. So we went and saw Fantastic Beast Crimes of Grindelwald yesterday. A harrowing experience from what I heard, when I'm, from what I hear. Okay, so how spoilerific or lack thereof do you want me to make this? Full tilt, bitch. As in, like, no Go spoilers? Full Go full tilt. You sure? Yeah. All right. First, I have two points, and they're both pretty obvious points. One, Jude Law is such a good fucking actor, dude. Yeah. Like, he is, like, the way he plays young Dumbledore is really understated. Like, he's not flamboyant, you know. Well, maybe slightly. Like, um,. Like you were afraid they were gonna fucking go f- like ham on the fact that yeah he was like him and Grindelwald Grindelwald were not really but sort yeah. of into each other yeah yeah um and two damn that's a handsome dude too Jude Law <laughs> I mean but seriously so Johnny Depp wasn't terrible as Grindelwald I think I still would have preferred Colin Farrell yeah, of course naturally because yeah Jake. Come on. You'd, but, let, you'd let Colin Farrell ball you and then turn you into a Nazi. So as far as Dumbledore and Grindelwald go, they play it up as if Dumbledore... Yeah, so massive spoilers, y'all. So they... We'll have to timestamp it or oh, something. No, Jake, we never do that shit. We always tell spoilers, just fucking go. So they play it up as it, whenever Dumbledore looks into the mirror of Erised, of course he sees him and Grindelwald, but they actually do a blood pact. Which actually leaves behind like an actual physical thing, unlike a um, what's that promise? Um, the unbreakable vow. The unbreakable vow. 
kind of like that, but it actually leaves behind like a physical piece of that pact, right? Um, and so I actually, for the most part, enjoyed the movie. Actually enjoyed the movie. There's little things to where whenever you hear it, you're like, oh, hey, you know, nice little call out to the, the Harry Potter universe, right? Okay. My biggest beef was like the was like the last five ten minutes, Bob. What happened? So the 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 boy Credence, who's like the um, Ezra Miller, the kid from the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Who somehow didn't die when he died? Yeah, yeah. So him and Nagini are kind of an item, right? Um. Which I mean, which is fanfic all the fuck ready. It is. Oh but... my god, Nagini was a girl to begin. Fuck. Yeah, it was and... just a snake. And she's a circus act, and they're like, you know, the 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 carnival barker as the show's going on mentions how eventually she'll stay in this permanent uh... state of a snake, and I'm like, fucking gag me with a spoon right now, right? Okay, but um. <clears throat> So basically, at the end, Grindelwald has this big gathering, and of course it's a trap, right? Juggalos. <laughs> you said the carnival, Jake, and then it's you true. said a gathering. It's true. So... They go as far as the eye can see. So And hey, 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 they're Nazis. And he totally set up all of the Aurors who showed up, because in it they talk about how, um, what's Eddie, what the fuck is the name of... Newt's commander. Yeah. yeah. So his brother is an or for the Ministry of Magic and is engaged to Lita Lestrange, who Newt actually had a crush on at Hogwarts. This is so fanfic y. It, yeah, now that you oh say that, yeah, it kind of is. Now, Zoe Kravitz was actually pretty good as Lita Lestrange. Because yeah, she's a good actor. She was even good in Divergence, and that movie was fun. Anyway, so. <laughs> It's a whole big setup by Grindelwald for the Aurors, and, you know, somebody goes to pull a wand out on an Auror, and they use Avada Kedavra, and all of a sudden in this movie, Avada Kedavra, you don't have to say it out loud. Like, it happens, and it's unspoken. It's not said. And I'm like, I'm sorry, that, that defeats the, the purpose of, of the is, curse. Is, yeah, because that it's, specific curse, you it have is to a say very it out loud. specific thing to where it's not just having murder in your heart, you have to put it out in the world. All right, so it just uh, like it, the me, other two unbreakable like, vow or uh, unbreakable, unbreakable curses could be done in the mind, but that one cannot because it is a very specific thing. Because yeah. in the world with which uh, Joe made, all right, taking a life is incredibly fucking harrowing on your soul. So to want to kill, not only should murder be in your heart. Your mind, your voice, it must be Everything in every aspect be of it. your body. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Yeah, so you must physically put that out into the world to end Doppelganger life. Moody even mentions that in Goblet of Fire. Yeah, not in that extent, which that's just, that was honestly my taking from it, which is why I will always do What the Fuck Potters. I, I, I'll shit on it constantly, but even though that could just be me inferring, that's what I took from the story. Right. And if that was honestly the way it was meant, that's beautiful. If so, it wasn't, I'm thinking too much. Right. So an Auror basically kills one of Grindelwald's followers. So you can kind of tell that it was a trap. She was supposed to do that. She was supposed to get the Auror to attack her and all of that, right? So Grindelwald plays it up as like, see, we did not cause any violence. It was the Aurors who are violent. Now go from this place and let them know that we are not the violent ones. So everyone who had gathered, they start disapparating, right? Ninja. Or wizard, finish! Yeah, so he does like this whole like circle of blue flame, and anyone who's wanting to um, pledge themselves to him can pass through the fire. Otherwise, you can't. You like burn up and shit, right? He marked a Nazi line. Kind of. Um, so you get these characters who are, you know, pledging themselves, including Credence, right? So, and his entire Clearwater revival. <laughs> even though Nagini stays behind. Um, there's a really interesting, like, Lestrange kind of story in there that I don't think I would do it justice if I try to repeat the way it's put out into the movie, but it's really fucking interesting all the same, right? Anyway, so 
Credence does that. And of course, Grindelwald was trying to get Credence on purpose because of the power that he possesses, right? Yeah, which... Yeah, I know. Ah. Just hang with me here, okay? Because you I actually feel like smoke monster from Lost. We need you for our cause. In general, I think this movie was better than Fantastic Beasts. Personally, I thought Fantastic Beasts was kind of boring, but it was. They had so much pretty set dressings, but nothing to but it. But this one is pretty, but it's also like, dude, you don't have to tease my dick. I know that Grindelwald and Dumbledore are going to fight. You don't have to do all this extra bullshit that I'm about to tell you about. You don't need to add this extra layer of intrigue to make it interesting need, to make the it, whole the why Dumbledore fought Grindelwald. You don't need to make it Godzilla more important. It was movie to where 80% of it was about fucking Brian Cranston's kid fucking running around being the American soldier when the movie could have literally started with old dude from uh from Inception just saying, let them fight, and then monsters fight. Maybe that, l- that little girl pops up and starts singing for Mothra. I don't know. <laughs> but all you need is Godzilla fucking monsters. <laughs> Fighting monsters. Yeah, so... <laughs> so... Uh, so they managed to get the because Grindelwald has the blood pact, right? The little physical um He has encapsulation. the blood pact. Yeah, the physical encapsulation <laughs> of that blood pact with Dumbledore. Oh my God. He has it so where Newt brought along his nifflers, one of the nifflers stole it out of Grindelwald's pocket. And so he goes to take the blood pact to Dumbledore so Dumbledore could find a way to break it so that Dumbledore can fight Grindelwald, right? <clears throat> Now, here's where things get fucking sideways. Like, my coworkers came up to me and they're like, did I fucking miss something? Because they know how big of a nerd I am, right? So, this Clarence kid has a little bird throughout the whole thing, right? Earlier in the movie, Dumbledore mentions how uh, he's talking to Newt and he mentions how whenever it comes to monsters, you know, um, his family is... Charlie all- coming. <laughs> His family had always had a certain affinity and tie with phoenixes, right? And that um, they mentioned how Dumbledore talks about how whenever his grandfather passed away, that his phoenix took flight and was never seen again, which I'm like, that kind of sounds just like whenever Dumbledore dies, right? Which really makes the relationship between him and Fox less awesome, because if it's just, oh, it's our family's familiar, it's like, fuck! Yeah, but it kind of gets worse. Oh, shit! So, Grindelwald is talking, and they're in Nuremberg Castle in Austria, oh right? Oh, God. Dude, they're so, yeah, they play up the, the, the whole Grindelwald Nazi parallel so hardcore. Anyway, so, so he's the talking. The magical mystery tour of Nazis <laughs> will take you away. Credence is trying this whole movie to find out where he came from, like about his family and everything else, right? And so also they, who will stop the rain? It actually, it actually kind of they play it up as if he's a Lestrange, and a character shows up and it explains how he's not, and then Lita mentions how he's not. Um, anyway, so Grindelwald is talking to Credence, and Credence has his little bird. He's like, you know, they always mention your family had a certain affinity for this bird, and it becomes a phoenix. And they're like, so Credence, your actual name is Aurelius Dumbledore. So they're basically saying that he is a fucking younger brother of Albus Dumbledore. Seriously? Fucking seriously? I was sitting there and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, (laughs) you movie! I once had somebody yell at me at a team screening because I was booing at the movie for being that stupid. It was Breaking Dawn Part 2, but still. (laughs) Dude, I was so disappointed because I really did. I genuinely enjoyed the movie. There was a shit ton of, like, story, like, a lot of more world building and shit that... You know, while it doesn't entirely play into the Harry Potter universe, still has things like Nicholas Flamel is in it, and it's kind of awesome. And Jacob tells him he doesn't look a day over three seventy-five, which, I, if I'm not mistaken, is actually one of the jokes in um, Sorcerer's Stone. Or he mentions how he doesn't feel a day over three seventy-five or something know. like that. Anyway, 
So I thought that was cool that they brought in Nicholas Flamel and, you know, he's all like super frail. No, they and... just say that he'll be celebrating his what? what right, birthday. but it seems yeah, like that there's it. something that. No. I'll have to go back and look. But anyway, so it was cool that Nicholas Flamel was in it and, you know, there's all these extra like little fan service pieces, right? But you almost have to be a super big Harry Potter nerd to get it. I kind of liked in the first one, the only real fan service thing is he's the guy who writes the book. It was just they want to do their own story. I like the idea of a magic speakeasy, but I don't understand how why uh, wizards are considered uh, or why humans are considered so dangerous to American wizards, but not English wizards because, you know, they talk about how them girls from Salem got off. All right. You set them on fire and they got off. Why are they terrified of humans finding out anything? I mean, they have to hide it in speakeasies and shit. I mean, but remember, it's the international statute of secrecy. It's not just everywhere no, but America. No, no, no. I'm saying if England isn't the same as like England doesn't care. Guess what happened in your Okay, we we had the episode where I don't know if it was with you or Nicole where we talked about I uh, Oh no, it was with you where we talked about how cultural memory all right, America's cultural memory doesn't last that long because it's not that old. Guess what happened in Europe through the entire Dark Ages? You are you are you trying to tell me that America did witch hunting so much better than the Catholic Church? Granted, granted, fucking sex depraved Protestants are terrifying. Okay, prudish fu- people so prudish they got kicked out of the Protestant Church. There you go, but. Are you trying to tell me that they were able to do the fucking Inquisition so hardcore that fucking all American mages are terrified? Where European ones are just, no, it's cool. I just won't run around with wearing the dress all day. That is it. I won't fly on my broom. That is it. The muggles, fuck them. But no, why, why... it's great. It's they're they're doing a, just a parallel to fucking I uh, that it was the temperance movement. So you had to hide the thing you loved. It sure because America has always been. We made up for we made when it came to repression, man. We made up for our fucking uh, lack of years, man. <laughs> but still, that bad. I the first one had problems, but I like that small world building stuff. But if you look at it for half a second, it's fucking stupid. Yeah. So But with this one I liked how they were building the Grindelwald story, right? Um not instead so of much just the, at the end of your your uh, whimsical adventure, hey, look, he's now a Nazi. Right. No, yeah, they actually, actually do some Grindelwald him. story building to it. And not just that, but like the Lestrange story building. Um because whenever it comes to Rodolphus, I could see how some of that might come into play. So Bellatrix is here's the thing: you don't need you don't need to explain. No, you don't. Story at you all. don't. But I still found it interesting because uh, I don't know. I I found that part kind of interesting, right? Personally, but I like super deeper nerdy stuff like that. What I don't like is again trying to build more suspense as to why Dumbledore fights Grindelwald. By adding this bullshit about... When I don't want to fight my best friend, my only friend in my life. Yeah, you don't need anything more than that. You don't need more than that. No. If it was Colin Farrell, that's all you need. But the problem is, it's Johnny Depp and it's hard not to want to punch him in the throat. Okay? That's the problem, is the actor. Like, he looks like, I can't fight him. You can't fight him? You can't find fucking peroxide... Blonde motherfucker with like the slicky hair in I'm super evil voice like him him you but, can't fight I'm sorry best friend or not you punch him in the throat the moment he dyes his hair all right as his friend so, you punch him in the throat there was, Colin Farrell you couldn't there was something that I also <laughs> noticed is did you ever pay attention to how Ray Fiennes holds the wand as Voldemort? Sort of like, like, yeah, he like kind of between his fingers, like very kind of lackadaisical and like the fact that it's he doesn't have a care because he never has to fully try. Right. Now, I did notice that Grindelwald does the same. 
Now, I don't know if that was on purpose or if that's like, um, you know, if it's one of those things to where they write it in and they're like, hey, because this is kind of the precursor to Voldemort, we want to show those parallels even more. So we need you to kind of replicate what Ray Fiennes did in the previous movies. I don't know if that was on purpose or if that's just... Again, regardless of all of his issues, Johnny Depp is still a good actor. He may not be what he was 25 years ago. Right. Now, so I don't know if it's just someone who's good at their craft or two people, if you think of Ray Fiennes and Johnny Depp, two actors who are just good at their craft. And because they're so good at their craft, that's just what happens. But. That was totally a thing, and I actually appreciated that. I I'm see. A, no, no, I'm also ta- tacking that onto direction. I I'm would, I would figure that it was direction. I figured that it, it was would be a, direction, a, but it was a collaboration, as in them both, Oliver, <laughs> them trying to figure out the best way to convey, because you physical, uh, a whole lot of show don't tell, and how Voldemort acts. You know why? Because right. the moment it goes to tell. He speaks like this. But Ray Fiennes is still really like, good as Sir, Voldemort. sir, uh, Mr. Fiennes, sir, <laughs> sir, uh, the fuck? <laughs> Except for the... <laughs> as soon as I saw the... <laughs> I was like... <laughs> Dude, I still fucking love that scene so hard, though. The duel in the ministry. Yeah. <sighs> and yeah. we were watching it, and I'm like, horse push. <laughs> Yeah, he's just all like, bitch. <laughs> I love it, dude. And even like before that, whenever their wands are just connected and they're battling like that, like um, Gambin even looks back, like just to make sure, yeah. like does that whole kind of like making sure Harry is away from the battle. And again, those are like little subtleties that I appreciate in performances. And so as far as Grindelwald, that's something that I appreciated. And in right? the book, it, it was nice the fact that it worked just fine in the book because it's, it even showed like every time Harry tried with like out of nowhere, it would occur. Like it was just simple fact of, because from Harry's perspective, all he saw was the back of Dumbledore. So he never noticed all of the constant checking and everything to him. All he knew is like the moment he tried, it was ended. Like he was yeah. stopped. But yeah, in the movie, you see that, that, that humanity of Dumbledore that even while he's movie, fighting the entirety of the movie, he was detached from Harry. Mm-hmm. He was separated. He was ignoring him. And then to see, even in the f- fighting, the most mystical of Nazis, okay? All right? He is still constantly checking to make sure that Harry is okay to show that he wanged it up horribly, but he did care. Right. And <laughs> God I, damn, the movies are... Like, God, this is some good movie telling, man. But... <sighs> So my thing is like while while watching Order of the Phoenix last night, like with certain things, I see the text in my head, right? Like the words that were written, I know like the words that were written on the page in certain beats. Now, and that's why I kind of struggle with some of the others, like especially the final three movies. That's why I struggle so much. And even though I but don't still <laughs> Yeah, that's the best. The part. little pincer that plus drunk the story. Harry is amazing. Yeah, yeah. but in the visualization of the tale of the three brothers is perfect. It's just oh, rock. so good. But <laughs> whenever you're watching, especially Goblet of Fire on with someone who's not read the books, and you have to pause the movie. Do you have to, or you just do because you're you? Or both. <laughs> no, Jake. It's because you're you. No, because, dude, I see these holes in the movie. But she don't. But what you're doing, Jake, is stopping it, stopping her enjoying a movie to let her know that she's missing out. That's what you're doing. You're like, you're like, oh, hey, that's a cool scene. Actually, what's going on here? <laughs> that's kind of fucked as new. But, Jake, if every time you watch the movies... You can see the text because you've read the book so much. Why the fuck am I the one doing the what the fuck Potter? Because you like to, you are the one who are the ball lickers. No, you are the one who likes to find shit 
in the text to nitpick about. I don't do it whenever I'm reading the book. I'm reading it for enjoyment, not because I have issues with Hagrid having feet the size of baby dolphins. I don't dolphins. even know what first did it. I really wish I could dig through my Facebook to find the either. very first I thing. I don't either. That just, oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. What? I'm going to go ahead and say it because I'm. it's going to be about two years before I get to it. <laughs> I was reading Half-Blood Prince the first time, okay? I got to a page, and I started laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing and laughing. Not because of what was said on the page, but from how easy it would be to do something wrong. All right, so the funeral for Aragorn. Aragog? <laughs> yeah. All right. You see, uh, you see, oh, God, what the fuck is his name? Professor... The Carnival Barker from fucking Moulin Rouge. Uh, <laughs> or the, you know, the the chief of police in Hot Fuzz. Oh, yeah. God, what was his name? Jim Broadbent is the name of the actor, but... Um... Fuck. Slughorn. Yeah, Slughorn. Okay, fuck. I about hey. said Stranglethorn. <laughs> <laughs> the most annoying of all the professors. <laughs> well, second most annoying. After Professor Ashenvale. Uh, <laughs> well, I guess that's a tie between that and also uh, Professor Barron's. <laughs> or Thousand Needles. That was boring. The new Thousand. story's actually pretty good. Is it? Thousand yeah. Needles suck, dude. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Anywho's, I... Because uh, when Harry... Or when ha- Hagrid, you know, I paints into something else, he pulls out a vial and steals some of the venom. From Aragog. Yeah. Then what happens after Harry convinces him to share the memory? He pulls out a vial from his cloak, puts in a memory. How awesome would it have been if when they the pour memory. the memory into the pinsev and duck their heads into, the next scene is them just lying dead on the floor <laughs> because it was fucking poison? <laughs> because he was drunk! Yeah. How, how are you sure he did not get the venom? He did not put his his mind semen into the venom vial. Mind it was semen. it was great. Like I just started laughing my ass off. I had to draw a really shitty four panel kind of thing for it. <laughs> I got it somewhere. I need to find it. But I, uh, yeah, and I just was bawling myself because this was just fucking hilarious. Yeah, no, and that's that's when I started noticing odd things like that. How are you sh- like because story wise, but in real life, there's a very good chance he could have accidentally murdered two yeah. people. See, you think of those things, and I think of the first time whenever I pieced together that Molly's maiden name was Pruitt. And that Fabian and Gideon Pruitt were her brothers. Yeah. And so whenever I first pieced together that part of the story, that's the shit that I love so much, is whenever those little small things like finally make sense and come together more, or you're able to piece them together... That's yeah. That's why I can't do what you do whenever it comes to trying and to find loopholes. I do like the fact that I noticed, like right when I was reading the book the first time, and they said that that the prophecy could have also meant Neville. My mind was I was just staring at the page, and I was like, "But then if they did that, it's like, oh wait, but nah, he's a half, he's a full blood. He, well, Harry's like that, and I'm like Harry's so more I like caught Voldemort. it. I yeah. caught like I was because I just stood at the page and I was thinking I was like, holy shit. And then read it like, holy shit, that's cool. Where I complete, I think Fran's a lying piece of shit, though. <laughs> you heard it, Fran. No, You're no, no. A lie of piece I told of this shit. to her fucking face when she said she knew that fucking uh, that Rab was a uh, reg- Regulus Black. I called her. I, she's a piece of shit. And I don't believe her one bit that she saw Rab and she knew right then that it was fucking Regulus. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't know it, but... Like, out of nowhere, sure. It's because... Well, here's the thing. But, I mean, they do mention him earlier, or they mention him in Order of the Phoenix. In a way that's, for once, foreshadowed well. Because, yes, you're bringing him in there just so when when you show him up in the next story, it's not pulling it straight out your ass. But it's not fucking let's let's fucking shine a light on this character. It was just I did get his brother though, Regulus. That someone who's obsessed with getting pure bloods into his little uh whatever his yeah. collection, his like Varus style collection of little harem. birds. <laughs> like I, uh, like yeah, his slug horde. <laughs> 
So yeah, that is just a quick little. But I did get his brother Regulus though. Whereas if it was a normal Harry, a normal uh, rallying, a foreshadow, I did get his brother Regulus Arturo Black or whatever the fuck his Arcturus. middle name was. Oh, I was actually sort of near it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and yes, I, when I think Arturo, I do not think of the myth. I think of Overboard. <laughs> As you should. Yeah. <laughs> Arturo, Arturo. <laughs> Catalina, Catalina. Oh, shit. That's a good... Uh, oh, that's a good movie, but it's hard to watch. Like, once you... Like, oh, this movie's hard to watch, y'all. That's... That's... That, that's... That's kidnap. That's... Oh, yeah. That's bullet... That's... Boy, howdy, Mr. Russell. <laughs> the fuck? It's hard to take your side. Of- oh, I get it. I get it. She owes you $400, but <laughs> fuck. You're literally <laughs> taking that $400 out of her ass. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> granted. Okay, okay. You didn't take her to your marital bed. Good for you. But guess what? You still kidnapped a woman. And, like, basically imprisoned her. What the fuck, Mr. Russell? All right, that's the title of this one. The one where Harry Potter goes overboard. No, no. Oh, what? Oh, I love that movie to death. I love it to death, but I can't watch it. Oh, that's... Especially when they... That's the movie they met on. Or did they meet on another movie? Um... I don't remember because it seems like they might have met on that one, but it also seems like they were that they got together before that one yeah. also. And that that might be why you're less completely weirded out because it was two people who actively love each other in the movie, but still, but still in a very problematic movie. <laughs> yeah, that I still love but can't watch. <laughs> yeah, so I don't think I could sit down. Even if I sat down to try to do it today, as soon as I got home, I don't think that I could sit down and and pick apart Harry Potter the way that you do. I I just Harry, I've read it. <laughs> I've read it enough to where you would think that I could. That it should be easy to do. You're just indoctrinated. You can't see the forest for the trees. No, it's more like I keep wondering if there's something that's still in there that I've missed. And that's what looking at it. Not objectively, cynically. Look at it cynically. Give it another read. Cynically. Uh, maybe. And just hate yourself in general. That tends to help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But in general, I actually did. I kind of liked the movie, except for that that whole shit with Creedence. A whole being a bunch of it. Yeah, the whole B plot. <laughs> Or is it the A plot? No, 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 no. It's not even that. It's like the the plot of Credence trying to find his family is like is pretty much the A plot because I think in in general more time is spent on that than Grindelwald trying to um, gain followers because he basically already has followers. He's just trying to get Credence, and Credence is trying to do this. So to me, that's kind of more of the A plot. And of course, Nude is trying to save Credence from um from Grindelwald because it's like, look, if they know that they have a family member out there, you know, with the whatever it's called that he is, like sometimes you can get it to change from being that way if they realize they actually have a family member who does love them, right? Because basically he grew oh, up. Oh, but the Tumbledores love. don't know how to love. Okay, they broken human beings, y'all. The least broken one was the one who was addled. I was going to say, no, the least broken one is the one that fucks goats. I had to spit that out before it came out my nose. Oh, my God. That's what she said. (laughs) Right? How is Aberforth the sane one? (laughs) Hey, man, I just like to fuck goats. I mean, shit. I, I'm over here. I'm over here standing to my truth. All right. I'm standing my truth. I want to fuck a goat. All right. I have fuck a goat. 
I get fucking arrested. I stop fucking goat. Don't make me stop wanting to fucking go. I'm just not going anymore because I get arrested. Yeah, here's you. Here's you standing up there in your fancy fucking school. All right, pining for your long dead Nazi boyfriend. All right, you fucking trying to tell kids all. Oh, yeah, let's teach you this. And y'all keeping secrets from him, especially that little boy over yonder. That little boy over yonder who fucking needs you to tell him what's going the fuck on. That you decide not to tell him what the fuck's going on. And how many people die because you decide to tell him not what the fuck's going on. Fuck you, Dumby. Well, actually, Albie. Because why would he call his own brother Dumbledore? That made no fucking sense, Jake. <laughs> I still think that's an f- unfair assessment. That he shouldn't have told Harry everything all up front, period. No, you know what he could have told him? Fucking anything. But anything. He, he, he told him nothing. He still gave him bits and pieces of no, it. No, no, until... no, no, no. He gave him a fucking... A goddamn gag ball, okay? A fancy flying gag ball that he has to French kiss before it tells him, oh, hey, at the end of everything, I'll open. In a fucking cryptic way. No, does he tell him, oh, hey, because the sword is imbued with dra- with uh, basilisk shit, it actually has enough power to kill horcruxes? No, he wills him a fucking sword. And how long did it take them to figure that out, Jake? Months. Bob. What's what's better for knowledge, G- learning it, legit learning it for yourself, or being told? That's the difference between information and knowledge, Jake. Exactly. But because Jake- what you're saying is he should have gave him information. What Dumbledore did for Harry was give him knowledge. I'm not okay, saying- Okay, and while he was given Harry knowledge, he indirectly caused the death of thousands of people because he decided- to let Harry figure shit out for himself. A kid who he knows for a fact, all right, two years prior, when he knew, absolutely knew, that fucking uh, Voldemort will try to get in his head, doesn't have anybody sit down and say, hey, Voldemort's going to try to get in your head. Yeah, but how the no, fuck Jake, do you Jake, tell Jake, that to a... No, you keep you interrupting okay. my shit, all right? Okay. But how the fuck do you tell a 13-year-old that, Bob, you, compared to a 15-year-old? Okay, you know how you do? Hey, you know that guy who just a month ago you saw kill somebody and then tried killing you? Because of your connection, you know that scar, that pain? He has a connection to you. We need to stop that. That's how you fucking tell him! All right, he just saw someone die and then tried to get killed, and his only recourse was disarm. All right, this is the kid. He tried disarming somebody who's trying to murder him, and Pip ran away from me. But, but no, Dumbledore's shit—the way he did it was fucked up. There, this isn't a lesson. All right, people are dying, and he's chew, and he chose to let this kid figure it out himself. But dude, if you don't do that, then Harry becomes just another fucking body and none of this works out in the long run yeah. anyway. That is why shit had to go the way it did. Was it perfect? No. No, it was not perfect. However, you can't just lay this shit at the feet of a 13-year-old or a 14-year-old, it's tough enough with a 15-year-old, but if you tried it with a 13-year-old, shit ain't happening, bruh. That's all there is to it. That- you cannot just tell a 13-year-old that shit on your head is a piece of Voldemort's soul. He's going to be able to look inside no, you your head. you don't have to tell him and that. And we need to get you ready for it. Don't You don't have to tell him that. You can tell him he's connected to you. The end. Yeah, he tells him that in the first fucking book, dude. He says, that scar, whatever, yes. he left a part of him behind, and you have a connection with Voldemort. Yeah. He tells him he has a connection. But he doesn't 11. tell him that, oh, hey, guess what? He can now, re- he can now fucking make you see things. All right? By, by doing this shit, he could have had a sleeper agent on his hand. But see, now you're not giving Harry enough fucking credit because... Oh, I'm whenever, giving him the no, exact no, 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 same no, no, amount no, no, of credit no, 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 that no, no, the no. book gave him. No, because whenever it came to all of the um, the parcel tongue shit, Harry knows that he speaks parcel tongue because Voldemort speaks parcel tongue. Guess what? Harry Potter's a fucking idiot because Harry Potter after the fucking Chamber of Secrets, can't put two and two to fucking gather to realize that maybe, just oh! maybe, him oh! and fucking Voldemort can not can see between one another. That's not Dumbledore's fault. That's Harry's fault for being a fucking dumbass. What'd you just say? What'd you just say? That no, Harry's a fucking a, dumbass. Okay, okay, so guess what? 
You fucking leaving him cryptic ass clues that he may fucking come across? You really think that's gonna work? Cause Harry Potter's fucking dumb! Alright? You gotta <laughs> fucking draw this shit out in crayon for the fucking mouth breather. Just, ha, ah, there you go. Oh, uh, me Horcocks. Uh, sword kill tings. Good. <laughs> you know what? Okay, I understand that you have to play a good bit close to the vest because the point of making him the proper sacrificial lamb to where he will kill the the part of Voldemort in him while also fucking guarding everything, that is key to Dumby's thing. That's hard to account for. But letting somebody run around for a year while people just get fucking murdered because you couldn't give him proper instructions. Now, finding the Horcruxes, no. He didn't know where they were. He told him exactly where he knew the ones that were were. That's fine. But you mean the Harry would not have sacrificed himself if he knew that the sword could kill Horcruxes? But you couldn't tell you could not tell Harry straight up because Harry would just run headlong. He wouldn't do all of the steps necessary, which again comes to the fact of he would have ran headlong, he would have got his ass killed, and it wouldn't have mattered no, anyway. No, he would have went he would have tried to find a way to get the sword. But, Which they try to do it anyway. He, but he would not. There would not be any planning. Like how it's talked about how in the book, how they feel like that they're just, that they haven't planned enough whenever they're going to the ministry. There's no planning. They wouldn't even fucking do that. The The planning they did for the ministry, they wouldn't even go that far. They're just like, well, we got to get to Hogwarts and we got to get this sword. So let's go. There would be nothing. That is another reason why Dumbledore knew Harry better than Harry did. He could not just give Harry all the information. If he, he gave Harry... He could have gave him some information. No, because he's a dum-dum, dude. But that's you why can't... he needs it! <laughs> no, he had to figure it out for himself. And No, Hermione had to figure it out for him. All right? And Ron had to do the damn thing no, half the time. In, in the long run, Harry still had to choose between the Horcruxes and the Hallows. Harry still had to do that because of Dumbledore's direction to that point. He chose the Horcruxes, which is correct. Hold on. Which is correct. Yeah. So think of like Half-Blood Prince direction, right? Whenever he's explaining the Horcruxes and everything to Harry, right? He tells Harry how it is a key to have the Horcruxes destroyed in order to destroy Voldemort for good, right? So... Harry, the only reason he's able to choose the Horcruxes over the Hallows is because Dumbledore gave him that information. He said, this is key to destroying Voldemort once and for all. He never mentioned the Hallows. The Hallows were not a big deal, and it was just something like on the outside. And so because of Dumbledore's direction, Harry knew that the Horcruxes were what needed to be you know destroyed. It also would have been a really good direction. Searching for the Hallows killed me. Please focus on the Horcruxes. But whenever you're talking about Horcruxes, how can you even start to bring that shit up, dude? I know. Well, that's true. But at, at, that's true. But if you're ever going, because the whole point about the Hallows thing is just something that was in that book. It was never. It was never supposed to be a part of the thing. That blah blah. Yeah, I get that. But again, it's what was I going to get with this point? Fuck, I don't even know what I was going to get with that point. Fuck it. Man, it's Dumbledore was not perfect, but but Abbaforth was better than Dumbledore. Abbaforth was a better person than Dumbledore. You know why? Because he fucked goats. No. <laughs> Correlation, not causation. Okay, he fucks goats and he's better. Okay, he's not better because he fucks goats, or he fucks goats because he's better. He just is better and fucks goats. All right, two are not mutually. Yeah, but that's the thing. Anyway, anyway. All right, because what happens when the kids ask him a question? He fucking answers it. When they ask, what's the deal with your sister? He fucking tells them. Which is true. When they ask him anything that's not goat fuck related, he tells them. But, this bad. I don't, look, I Double have never. Bad. <laughs> bad, bad, bad. <laughs> now, I have never said 
that Dumbledore was perfect in his decisions. I've always said that there could be better ways. I have always said there is better ways. <laughs> However, given given what he had to do, I think given everything he had to do to help get Harry from inside the doors to Hogwarts all the way to killing Voldemort, all of that stuff, everything that he had to do, it still turned out to be the best that things could have turned out. Things could have turned out way, way, oh, way, yeah, way because worse. Because his plan was to have uh, have Snape kill him and the wand lose its power. Well, not just that. that fa- like, but his in general, fa- his plan was failed. to be... No, Dumbledore's plan from the beginning was to be alive and help Harry through all of this, and him and Harry could have just, you know, done their thing and, you know... Oh, taking care of Voldemort, all of that. Why did he give him the stone? Because the the stone was that he knew that Harry just so he would want to see his get parents. that last bit of resolve. Okay, right. That last bit of closure that to you know to because he knew Harry was going to end up. He knew that, that solace Snape, that he could never ever 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 give another human being in his whole fucking life. Because come on, but I mean. Dumbledore lays it out. He, he apologizes to Harry saying he could have done better, which is true. But with the way everything turned out, it couldn't have turned out better than what it did, but it certainly could have turned out worse. Subtitle this episode, Jake lives up to his Twitter bio. I know I started to put world's foremost Dumbledore apologist. But oh, you're going to need to update I don't that. have enough. Oh, I don't you have need to change characters. everything. Just world's foremost Dumbledore apologist. Because Jake, you is. <laughs> All right? All right? Objectively, he he fucked up so bad. But no, but he did it. Turned out Harry well. was successful. Harry so was he successful, didn't fuck up but so he was bad. broken. No, but Dumbledore... Harry was already fucking broken by the Dursleys, Jeez. dude. No. Oh, I wonder what, what helped that, okay? I just saw a kid die, and my idea of a father figure... Is abandoning me. Dude, still, I think that the unfortunate part of the charm causing Harry to always live in the household with with his mother's blood... The fact that that needed to be done, I find way Just more atrocious. The bitch. I find that way more atrocious than anything <laughs> that happens in the, the books. Like oh any of that, that lack of information that you talk about Dumbledore giving Harry is not as egregious as Harry having to stay with the Dursleys. I just said to drain the blood of the lady. I know, and I don't give a fuck because I'm making a point, and, and you're not even fucking listening. No, your point is great. I just can't believe my fucking answer was to drain her of blood and keep it in a jar. <laughs> Which, yes, me, is something Dumbledore probably thought of doing. <laughs> but no, yeah, it is. It is the most. But no, to me, that's that's the worst choice that he made. Was having was not Harry stay with him. him that. W- yeah, after, I think that you could have told two, Harry that you could have told two. Harry up front because more than you one, could have of saying you've got a piece of Voldemort's soul attached to your year body. Year one, year one, sure, I understand. Year two, after Voldemort tried to kill him a second time, and then you see Lucius Malfoy, who is a fucking servant of him, that doesn't have him living on the back of his head and will die when when let's face it, movie Harry murdered Quarrel. He he realized that his hands did that, and he attacked him, knowing that he would fucking cause him pain and schluff off, okay? Because when it came to, in the book, he was just trying to, like, the guy was choking him, and he was just, he knew it was causing him pain, but he was trying to make him stop choking him. It wasn't the same situation. It wasn't, hey, your hands turned to dust, grab your face! (laughs) (laughs) But after year two, when he realized that there are servants of him that are still out and about, letting him know that house... You have a protection over you as long as you spend those months in that house. And just saying, I understand your life there sucks, but if you it's want, necessary. I'll, I will fucking turn them into goats, and then I'll call my brother over for a party. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. You'll have a pantsless nativity scene made out for you, all right? We'll do the house of like the manger. I can't believe you got me to throw a U-style fit also. That's pretty impressive. I was like, you're not even fucking listening to me. 
<laughs> Poor oh Ollie. Oh my god, that was fucked up! How is it that right after I said draining a person of their blood, I make it work? <laughs> well, wrap it up. Wrap it up, babe. Okay. Okay, yeah, that's gonna do it for this episode of A Brother Squirrel. I don't know what we just did. A brother squirrel. <laughs> oh my god. Jake, do the thing. I'm I'm done, yo. <laughs> you can you can find us on the Twitter machine at ABQ Podcast. Capital A, capital B, capital Q. Podcast. Oh, uh, if you want to hit us up with something, uh you can always email us. I uh, need to get back into fanfic theater. If you can find some good fanfic, hit us up, uh brothersquirrel.gmail.com. Yeah, if you can, rate and review us on iTunes. That would help out a bunch. Find us on all your, uh, just about all your podcatchers. If we're not on the one you like, let us know. We'll hop on there. And until next time, we here at A Brother's Quarrel would like to remind you that no one ever truly wins an argument. <laughs> Bad. <laughs>